and make it into a porno, which one would it be? Ooh, same Avengers, hundred percent, thousand percent. That okay. I think that that is the the if if we're gonna turn Dude, that into a lot of dudes, a lot of dudes. I, I understand dudes. that. Last but quality about butt ton of man meat. That we did, you know I think we talked about that last. Did we talk about that last episode too? The butt, I think butt we ton did. of man Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Why is this Give a flashback to the navy, bro. Oh, great. All right. <laughs> <laughs> If Welcome anyone says it. hook, I'm going to fuck him up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First and foremost, thank you, everybody, for listening to our last episode. That was that was awesome. Thanks for the ride. Thank you for all of the feedback. And uh, rest assured, I have changed up my, uh, my pre-podcast ritual and laid off the massive amounts of caffeine so that people can keep up listening to me. Rich big was facts. not lying. Big facts. Big facts. Rich was not lying when he said that... Uh, I bring the intensity, and it's it's true. <laughs> I, uh, I talk a lot. We got our, our our host today, a man who aspires to be the Oprah of belt fed weapons, a PKM for all, Tyler Durham for president, twenty twenty. I like that. The world's most tragically underexposed sex machine, Richard Gassett, the man, the myth, the legend. I'll take that. And me, Devin Siler, who is currently corona free. Not that I had any <laughs> symptoms. Not that I was feeling under the weather at all. I just wanted to rest, make, like everyone, rest assured that uh, just make sure everybody I'm healthy. That, that, that yeah. actually sounded yeah. more sketchy. If you would have left that last part out, that's like saying I'm from North or no, I'm like I'm from South Korea, bro. Just say you're from fucking Korea, okay? Just say you're, but, just say you're, like, saying you're from yeah. South Korea. It's like, I'm, are you really? I'm definitely from South Korea. The way you say that is not what we uh, is not what we hear. <laughs> that's. You say I'm definitely from South Korea. I'm hearing that you're not from South Korea. <laughs> That's fucking great. <laughs> oh my god. No, it is. It's a stressful time for a lot of people out there. There's pandemics. Everyone, thankfully, when I flew last week, everyone was respectful. They kept their mask on, except for when they were eating, which is the guidelines. Do what you do. I really appreciate that. I think that's great. However, comma, there's a lot of people who are still wigging out about it. All right, the science is there. They're all they're all praying and they're and they're lifting their fears up. To, to everyone else you can, to, to all the deities out there, which 100% on board with. Do your praying, do your thing. But what I'm not on board with is what we're going to talk about today, and that's televangelists. Mm. The people, the greatest scourge to mankind. Yeah, so we actually did a dry run about this, I want to say three weeks ago. Uh, we were just mm-hmm. kind of testing the waters, and uh, we did it in a, a Call of Duty lobby, so obviously it wasn't the best audio quality. But we touched on a lot of things that I've gotten a few questions about from people, and uh, some people really enjoyed it. So we definitely decided we were going to revisit it and actually just, I mean, dive into this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, over the past, what, three weeks, I've watched so many, so many sermons that I, I'd never, I, I felt like I've, I've been to, I'd never stopped going to church like five years or ten years ago, let's be honest. Um, I just, just, wow. Oh. I'm excited. Same. I no, I'm yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm really excited, and and so I just want to go ahead and give a give a formal statement that we do not disagree with religion. We think that everybody should be able to practice practice their religion however they please, and we don't even disagree with televangelism because what technically televangelism is, you know, your Jesus TV, your 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 guy standing and preaching on TV. If your local church, you know, streams uh, 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 
a YouTube where they, they talk on TV so that you can stay home and watch it, that's awesome, 100%. What we really actually hate, and the reason we can't say this is because it doesn't make a good title for a podcast, is we hate the idea of prosperity gospel. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So what prosperity gospel technically is, I'm going to give you the technical definition the pro- and this is to the uh, gospelcoalition.org. These are people who actually, they're theologians, made up of a bunch of theologians, made up of uh, historical uh, theologians as well, people who literally just study religion in the history of religion. They're, you can make a whole career off of this, apparently. But the prosperity gospel, also known as the health and wealth gospel by its most popular brand, the Word of Faith movement, is a perversion of the gospel of Jesus that claims that God rewards increases in faith with increases in health and or wealth and wellness, as Stephen Hunt explains. That's that's one of those uh, uh, historical theologians. He's he's a little ahead of his time on that. Which basically means... Yeah. Do what? What was his time? Do you know? Oh, he's still around. Oh, he's still around? Yeah, Stephen Hunt's still around. Yeah. No, he's he's still kicking. Um, so what, what that means is it's pay to play, right? It's, it's, this is the EA of religion. <laughs> this is what this is. Micro transition, your micro transactions to get into heaven, right? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much it. It's, if you donate 50 bucks, maybe he'll listen to you. He you can unlock the pearly gates for only fifty nine ninety nine. With ten easy installments of tw- of nineteen ninety nine, call now. And and uh, yeah, that's that's what it, 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 religion should never be pay to play. Video games should not be played. The only thing that should be pay to play are arcade games, and that should be a quarter to play. Or a token. I mean, Street Fighter's pretty boss. I wouldn't mind spending fifty cents on that one. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. I was, no I was always a Pac-Man guy for nostalgia, or faux nostalgia, if you will, because that came out before my time. I'll be 100 percent honest. Yeah. Mm. Was it Space Invader? That was a good one. Oh, yeah. That whole future on Space Invader Two is oh my God. magnificent. Magnificent. Okay, fantastic. So, the the way they they get across, I, I I couldn't understand why people would. Would go would go for this? Why would you go for pay to play? Why would you go for God needs your money? Because God doesn't need his money. Most of Jesus's parables were about living simply and you know donating your money, right? Well, I th- I think that uh, Kate Bowler from Fox Vox Journalism she laid it out the the best for me. She she. It goes on to explain that most people right now are scared. I mean, it's a pandemic going on. It's things that they don't know. They don't, you don't know how the future's hold. People are getting laid off. Um, all sorts of, of badness is happening in the world. I mean, we got riots all over the world. And, and you think, you're like, man, there's really no light in the world. And when they get to praying, she says, I plead with a God of maybe who may or may not let me collect more years. It is God I love and that God that breaks my heart. And basically, what prosperity gospel says is, yes, that's true, but if you want to limit that maybe factor with God, pay more money. You see, see what I'm saying? So, I mean, you're, I just, still not getting, you're, you're still not getting a guarantee. It's just you're bettering your chance. It's kind of like the lottery of heaven. Maybe. Is that what you're saying? Explain it like I'm five. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's, that's, it's basically it. It's, it's 
all right, if you buy one ticket, maybe you'll win the lottery. But if I buy a thousand tickets, I've got a thousand times better chance of winning the lottery. But <clears throat> you know, zero times zero is still zero. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Or zero times a thousand, still zero. Excuse me. Well, zero times zero is still zero. I, my math wasn't wrong, but the, yeah. <laughs> the euphemism was. <laughs> I've never claimed to be a bright man. Oh man. Says so the bomb tech. Yeah. You, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm highly trainable. All right. If you tell me blue plus yellow equals green, I'll remember that for the rest of my life. But don't ask me what green minus blue is. I, I can't think that far ahead. All right. Me I just okay. saw you think way too long on that one, but yeah. are you okay? Hey, fuck you, man, about that. <laughs> 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 no, man, like, I, I, I thought about it, and even though you just explained it, like, there was kind of, like, a just slight disconnect there. <laughs> and uh, I got I immediately got mad at the fact that I was like, man, you, you just literally heard that. Come on. <laughs> Why did that confuse me so bad? I'm going to feel so bad if, like, like Tyler gets off of this, he texts me later, he's like, hey, man, I just want to let you know I'm thinking about this all night, and that, that there, it's just got such a hitch in my giddy-up now. Just, what is, like, what is color addition? What is color subtraction? You're going to jack me up that, man. Like, a week. Yeah. Like, dude, You're I could just fuck up. up what, was what was it? What was it? What was it? Tell me the uh. truth. Tell me the truth. So, it's not that far-fetched of an idea, prosperity gospel. It, it. It unfortunately aligns with a lot of actually really positive things. It piggybacks off of a lot of a lot of uh, uh, really positive things, such as the power of positive thinking. Like mm. Rich knows just as much as I do that you can be in a lot of really tough situations, really just getting your ass handed to you. And if you're just sitting there thinking, you're like, if I don't mind, it don't matter. And you oh, just yeah, mind over matter, man. Mind over matter, yeah. And you're just you're thinking of your happy place while you're in your pain cave. You're you're just getting your ass kicked, and you're you're like, you know what I'm looking forward to after this week ordeal or, or you know this 14 hour smoke sesh is like I'm gonna go eat a dozen donuts tonight. I'm gonna eat until I throw up because I can. Uh, that's that's what it basically it piggybacks off of. It's like look, if you're having troubles in your life and you're you don't have enough money for for your house, you know, think positively, like know that you're going to have that in the future think optimistically so go ahead and give to us you know 50 100 250 bucks and god's going to give it back to you a hundredfold they always they always use that 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 line we're going to we're going to give it back to you a hundredfold and the problem with that is is that sometimes you do give money and good things do happen you'll go in you'll get a promotion and people are going to think to themselves oh man i got a promotion and they get a, i didn't get a promotion because I've been busting my ass on nights, you know, for the past six months, you know, and really, and really crushing, yeah, and really crushing it. I'm looking at you, Tyler. He just that got promotion because he's been busting his ass for nights for six months. Yeah. So, <laughs> don't look like you're having flashbacks so much, bud. Sorry. Uh, I'm good. <laughs> um, they think that it's it's because God gave it to them. They're like, God gave me this this. Uh, uh, this promotion because I paid into it. They like because I gave those fifty bucks, I'm getting that hundredfold return. You know? Mm, yeah. And then the opposite of that is they say, Oh, I gave twenty five bucks. Well well my brother who's been doing the exact same thing, I, he only gave twenty five bucks because that's all he had last week. But he didn't get it back because he only gave twenty five bucks. He didn't give enough. It's confirmation and that's, bias right there to the finest. Confirmation bias, exactly. Yeah. 
Exactly. What, what, what exactly is confirmation bias, by the way? Confirmation bias is that, like, um, um, I'm trying to figure out how to explain this quickly. Like, let's say uh, you're saying, um, hey, don't go down that road, because if you go down that road, you're going to get into an accident. Sure. And then you're like, but no, that's the way I need to go. And then you go driving down the road, and out of nowhere, some drunk driver runs a stop sign and hits you because that mm-hmm. event happened. You're like, told you. It's almost like hindsight's 2020, but mm-hmm. just any really confirmation. Oh man, confirmation bias is anything that you say that ends up with that outcome, regardless of how that outcome happened. You're like, ah, well, told you it would happen, and it happened. I mean, it's, right. it's a pretty dangerous thing. That's what a lot of religions based off of, actually. Like, hey, you know, go out here give all of your possessions, you know, all of your time, devote your life to God, and then something good happens, and you're like, oh, that's because I did all of this, but not right. the fact that you worked, you worked for it. it. Yeah, you or, earned it. Right, you know, whatever. right. Wow. Yeah, no, that's, and that's exactly it, and that's, that's what they prey on. I, I, I want to say prey because I feel like these guys are predators. We're going to go after, like, who, who does do this stuff, and it's, it's, it, they manipulate it in such a manner that it justifies, and they, they manipulate the Bible that it justifies why some are rich and some are poor. Like, like if I'm looking at a guy who who has a billion dollars, and he has that billion dollars because people keep donating money to him, almost like what uh, uh was it Kylie Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner? No, it was uh, Kardashian. Oh. Was it the Kardashian? No, it was Jenner. She's like they wanted to make her the first self-made billionaire or whatever. Let's donate yeah. her money so she gets to it. Yeah, people donated millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And it turns come to find out that she's lying about how much money she has. By the way, so that was, that was no. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. Turns out she wasn't just like a little short. She was like three hundred million short. What? Same, yeah, same, but different. It's you know, same, 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 same. I mean, she still it's has you know seven hundred million dollars more than I do. So shit. Yeah. Yeah. That just mm. Mm. got my anyway. orange flaring up right there, man. Yeah, <laughs> the age of <laughs> kicking in. <laughs> but uh, no. So Joel Olstein wrote in his book. He said God wants us to prosper financially, to have plenty of money, to fulfill the destiny He has laid out for us. Now, if you look at it and you look at it like objectively, you're like, man, that's 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 pretty crass, you know. Like, first off, you're speaking on, on you know on His. You're putting words into God's mouth, basically, and then you're you're you really don't have, you know, very direct verses to back this up, and and that's that's something I've always looked at is they'll read a verse and then they'll they'll take one verse and they'll rip it apart for like the next 45, 45 minutes in their sermons, and then by the end of it, you're not even sure what the the beginning of the verse said, and these guy and this is but this guy's actually Joel Olstein, he's one of the more gentle. And a hundred percent less sweaty. I want to point that out there. I don't know what it is about televangelists out there in front of all the lights or, or, or wearing the suits or whatnot, but they are always just dripping in sweat. These boys have to hydrate before they get on stage, or they're going to go down. Awesome, Holy Spirit, brother. Dude, <laughs> g- give it a Google. Give it a Google. The Holy Spirit is definitely warming up. You know, their their bodies or whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm looking at a picture of Joel Olstein right here. Actually, I just pulled up a bunch of different televangelists and. Um, you know, honestly, I wonder if some of his success is attributed to the fact that he's not a bad-looking guy. Yeah, he's a younger guy, right? 
Yeah, I'm actually gonna make the comparison, man. That's like your Ted Bundy right there. <laughs> Ted I'm Bundy. I'm serious, man. Like, I, like I, I would feel safer talking to Joel Olstein than like Peter Popoff or however you say his name. I'm gonna go with Popoff. Yeah. yeah okay. That guy. Popoff. I mean, he, <laughs> Peter Popoff looks Pop. like a nightmare. Like I've never seen somebody with a smile that looks cynical and just so manufactured at the exact well, same dude, time. Just like I can't read this guy. Look at like, Kenneth Copeland. Looks safe. His eyes. What well, well, the problem with Kenneth Copeland, the man's like in, he was born in nineteen thirty four. Oh my and, god. Which we're gonna talk all about him later scary, on. Man. But man, he's he's the COVID nineteen guy. COVID nineteen, I'll blow you with the wind of God. That guy? Yeah. Yeah, that everybody made all the, the videos out of. Yeah, no, that's that's Kenneth Copeland, the one that was caught. Uh, he also went viral for defending his uh, his uh, airline or his excuse me his aircraft fleet. Yeah, he's he like, has I, his I, own I, airport. Yeah, yeah well, he has his own airport. He has like what yeah. his ministry has like five air, uh, private jets. Dude, this guy is so scary looking. Yeah, <laughs> no, he he looks like a snake. Like he looks evil. He's, he's eighty five. That's a good way. There's more plastic in him than there is in the ocean. Like, just, just straight up. Damn. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> I said it. But the way that they produce these things, they keep, they keep repeating the same word, uh, the same two words, and that's seed money. The issues you're suffering aren't the world's fault. It's your fault and your sin's fault. Your seed money will allow you to prepare your fields, a.k.a. overcome your sins, and to make them ready for harvest, a.k.a. reap what you sow, like get that money back, you know, come bring it back 100 fold. So let's say you're doing a whole lot of sinning and, the, I, you know, you know, uh, Tyler's a historian on this, this kind of stuff. Like back in the sixth century, when the when the uh, uh, Catholic Church was, you know, just just starting to ride and getting into that or excuse me, 16th century, right in the middle of the Dark Ages. When it was also pay to play for uh, for forgiveness, you know, right. you could buy off your sins. That's that's exactly what it sounds like to me. Um, you know, it it, it it works because people who do pay in and then good things happen, they think it's because they paid in. And if you don't win, and let's say you you pay into to the Jesus lottery, and you don't win, it's because you didn't pay enough to overcome the sins you may or may not have committed. And that, yeah, I, I don't, go ahead. I'm, I'm going to interrupt. I, I wonder, like, do they have, like, a, a spreadsheet or, or, like, a price sheet when you walk into, like, a restaurant and take <laughs> all the, the menu items? Oh, like a menu, like, yeah. You stole something, $25, uh, adultery, <laughs> $85. Cap the guy, $260. <laughs> Killed the last unicorn, $290. <laughs> that is smoked that is weed four hundred twenty dollars. Definitely not, definitely not a joke in that. Four hundred twenty dollars sixty nine cents, just for being a <laughs> <Yeah>. rad motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, you, you know, you, you think about that, but I, I, kinda, they, they never specifically give you a price for a specific sin because you know that's just too blatant obvious. And these guys aren't obvious. They're manipulators. They're 100%. They're phenomenal manipulators. And what they do is, is they say, hey, I need, I, I was like, we're building a new gymnasium for the church. And you're like, all right, that's not so bad of a thing. 
and they're like, it's going to cost $14 million. And you're like, okay, what kind of gymnasium are we really doing here? It's got an ice rink inside. And you're like, I'm sorry, what? And he's like, we're also sponsoring an NHL hockey team, so I need 3,000 of you to put up $1,000. And the way they'll word that is they'll say it, you know, in a manner they'll be like, hey, you know, pay $1,000. If you don't have $1,000 and you can't pay into the 1000 that's all right. Your brother will pay for you, and Jesus will, will, will thank your brother for it. You know, just kind of like insinuating, hey, you didn't give, but that guy gave. And so Jesus is going to pay way more attention to him. You know? Mm. And now that now, now that brings back onto you as somebody who's actively participating. You're like, hey, man, like I'm a good Christian. I know they're giving $1,000. Turns out I got a bonus this week. I got that, you know, that fat Trump money that just came in. I got a 1250 bucks. Man, let's... uh. I'm going to donate 1250 bucks. Now Jesus is really going to pay attention to me. Right? And that's... Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's asinine. This is 100% microtransactions, which is now illegal. And, and by the way, I don't know if you guys heard that, but... It's uh, <coughs> gambling. It's, it's, it's gambling. <laughs> yeah. You, you got to whisper about it. It's, it's gambling. gambling. I mean, that's what it is. Except for, except for now, we're not just gambling on, like, skins for Call of Duty duty or guns for uh, Counter-Strike, we're gambling on, will mom's cancer get better? <laughs> Dude, that's so fucked up. <laughs> so fucked up. It's God. fucked, but it's true. No, it's you 100% would... true. That's why it's fucked oh. up. Yeah, and these people are doing this in good conscience. Man. Alright, I think it's officially time I'm going to start the richest piss counter. I'm already Let's do two, it. Let's do I'm it. Gonna, I'm going to wait until I get to ten, and hopefully I don't. But <laughs> fuck is it going up man <laughs> <laughs> you stand by bro we'll get we'll, we'll see you get you up there now this all this all started way back in the day it didn't even start i'll be 100 percent honest it didn't even start in our generation they started or excuse me in our generation our time period in history this started way way back in the day about when uh traveling ministers would go around um, from missionaries from like from Catholic Church to Catholic Church, and they would preach, and obviously some brought in more constituents than others, which elevated them in the Catholic Church, which made them richer, even though it was the, technically the church's money. But somehow their families today still own those lands that were given to the church. But now this bishop has that that land, and his family still has that land, which you know it, it basically means you just you just paid off a, a bishop to to bless you and and say oh thank you for uh blessing me um and then Skims came the, the ad- man, that's economics 101 yeah no 100 percent. like these these guys were the original motivational speakers 100 percent. televangelists were their original uh uh motivational speakers 100 percent. and then you move into uh the 20s when we had the advent of the radio and the popularity of the radio and a lot of protestants would would go on there and teach and talk on the radio you know this that and the other usually right in front of um the fireside chats you remember that mm-hmm. um yeah, trying FDR. to get the president they did the fire fireside chats was that roosevelt fdr fdr yeah. Yeah. yeah roosevelt did the fireside chats just before that was usually a sermon and i mean but people were, were were far more religious back then but uh yeah right this thing got a huge drop kick in the right direction when billy graham took off in the 50s Mm. and of all things this is on encyclopedia.com by the way you can can look this up billy graham billy graham's message 
was very closely identified with anti-communism as it was with personal salvation. It's perfect timing. Yeah, perfect timing. In the 50s? Yeah, in in the 50s. And you had McCarthyism going around where they were trying to find the the communists and everything and do all that kind of stuff. However, he was not a prosperity uh, uh, gospel preacher. He just genuinely wanted people to listen and, and come to Protestantism and whatnot, which I find no harm in. If, if that's what you want, that's what you want. That's all right. He wasn't trying to take advantage of people. He was okay. he was trying to grow his religion, which is well within his right, 100%. Now, that being said, if people knock on my door and they're like, hey, have you heard the word? I'm like, I have. It's bird. And then I close the door. <laughs> and <laughs> Or have you heard the good word? <laughs> are, you, are you proud of that? I am a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Good. You should be, man. <laughs> it came to me just you now. You shouldn't. <laughs> it's awful. It's terrible. Oh anyway, that is the key to my, my humor right there. But he's easily the most uh, famous televangelist of the, the 20th century. And he really was trying to combine fervent preaching, heart-melting music, personal testimonies from successful people, and do his, his crusades. And... Uh, I think that the, that the really the thing for him was he just wanted to bring in more more and more of an audience and convert more and more people. His his idea was more about conversion and, and getting people converted, and uh, his personal integrity and continual prayers for the for the spiritual guidance of political leaders actually led to his visibility as a respectable respected figure. He actually came up with called the Billy Graham method, where you never were as a, as a prominent ma- male were never alone in the same room with a female that wasn't his his wife because he never wanted any controversy he never wanted anyone to doubt what he was saying he didn't want to be caught up into anything mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know and, and i was like i respect that and especially in today's times where somebody will take one picture of you and and where if it looks even slightly suspicious the whole internet detonates and it's like oh no you know what, what are they doing he really want he really kind of tried to get out ahead of that but um this man was such a prominent figure that he was and this is not a joke was was best friends with uh Johnson the president um met every president from Roosevelt until Obama as 12 presidents in a row met met with all of them was most of their spiritual counselors and had one-on-one conversations with every single one of them. Now, Truman, I'm not going to lie, I did actually dig up some, some fun stuff. Truman actually hated him, 100%. Like, really? Like, wrote in his diary, he's like, I hate this man. Like, to the core of his body. Did not trust him and everything. And, and you were like, okay, that's it's kind of weird, man, but whatever, you know, roll date. Um, did you ever say why? Not really. I think it was because he kind of he kind of went out. He mentions that he went on TV and was like, yeah, I spoke with Truman today, you know. Um... You know, we're, we're trying to see about those... Com- he, something about communism, you know, and, and he was like, I, I was just trying to urge him not to go with the communists. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Not to go with the communists, but to, like, to like resist communism, excuse me, like, as, as fervently as, as his power would allow him. Right. And, John, and uh, excuse me, not Johnson, but Truman really didn't like that. But Lyndon B. Johnson and, uh, and uh, Billy Graham were actually super tight, 100%. Hmm, I guess you know. Right. Multiple letters, multiple phone calls, multiple like sightings, you know, not sightings together, but like they visit each other quite often. Um, I'm just imagining a president with a diary right now. Dear diary, today <laughs> yeah. I was well, the don't leader they... of the free capital of the world. 
don't they have don't presidents have that uh, according to National Treasure don't they have that uh, that book they pass off to each other about all the secrets oh the secret man, book yeah. fantastic documentary again Nick Cage man we just keep coming back to him Nick Cage dude, no, like, he's I, the center of the universe <laughs> he really is he's the key he's to our center, salvation he's the center of everything he's the center of everything uh, interesting yeah yeah it's true okay. he may, he may not be well. Uh, he may not be good for us, but he's fun for us. It's like sugar in a in a in a bang energy drink or something like that. You know. Uh, okay. I'm gonna have to disagree, man. I think Nick Cage is great for us. <laughs> he's he's the turmeric. He's the turmeric tea. So, I mean, everyone always rips on him. Like, uh, here we go off another tangent about Nick Cage. But I mean, like everyone always talks, oh, Nick Cage, man, he makes the shittiest movies. I love his movies. Yeah, I don't hate his movies. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I think I, it's know, because he goes full Nick Cage and you're just like, what's he going to do next? He does. He does. He, he, he balls hard when he goes Nick Cage. Like The oh Rock, God, again, we'll bring, bring that up again. I, I, I can never get over The Rock. That's mm. phenomenal documentary. That's Everything one, I've so ever good. wanted to be. Yeah. So, but uh, back to you, uh, uh, Billy Graham. He, he, by the 60s, he had become what's known as the great legitimator. And that is a term I did not not uh, make up. That was actually uh, Grant Wacker. Yes, yes, the great okay. legitimator. legitimator. So was that like a yeah. second lieutenant of the Terminator? Uh, <laughs> I'm not proud of that. Actually, I'm not proud of that. <laughs> oh shit! We're professionals, okay? Oh my God. I promise, we're, we're professionals. Professionals. Super serious. Super serial. Oh, oh man, yeah, no, he definitely, yeah, him and him and Arnie get back, dude, hundred percent. Uh, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, you know, honestly, I mean, in this day and age, much. yeah, seriously. But um, yeah, he he was he was just so widely accepted. He got that title because his presence was conferred, you know, on status of presidencies, uh, uh, presidents, pres- president tie, presidencies, Pre- presidents. Are we yes, talking about those. the actual person or the title? I think we're talking the about the title. title. The title would be President C's, I believe. President C's? But again, was it, was it? outdoor guide from App State. So yeah. <laughs> take that with a grain of salt. Thank you for, uh, you know what? It is now. Look, if Shakespeare can make up, you know, 500 of his own words, we can make up one. That's a nice fact. Yeah. There you go. I Bathroom? New today. Yeah, President that's Shakespeare. C's. Congratulations. Okay. Educated. I wouldn't say that. Yeah, right. But, um,. Yeah, he actually shamed on a lot of racial prejudices. Um, his his uh, his his uh, main audiences whenever he would like pack stadiums, he was like, "Does it didn't matter if they were white, black, Hispanic? He didn't matter how much money they had. It was it was you you get a ticket, you get it. It's just that simple." Well, you he know? was friends with MLK, right? I believe so. Yeah, I believe yeah, so. so. I mean, Billy I mean, MLK Graham was, was a good guy. Yeah, no, Billy Graham was a good guy. 100%. No, yeah. And and that's kind of what I'm trying to get to. He was a he was a good guy. He did have some uh, off stances on um, women and gender roles. He he believed in traditional gender roles, right. but the man was was born in the 20s. I'm sorry, he grew up in the 20s. He was born in the teens. Um, so he grew up like during the Great Depression, and he grew up during the Roaring Twenties. And so like you know that it can't really fault him too much for for being a product of his upbringing. Oh, I mean, we, different time, man. Hundred yeah. percent different time. Like, completely different time. I mean, I, I wouldn't even be surprised if his family just had horses growing up and not even cars. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, big you know, 
especially a, if he, is he from North Carolina? He's from North he, Carolina, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, then mm-hmm. especially like I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. Yeah, like rural North Carolina, he definitely didn't have a car. Well, yeah, like yeah. my grandfather, he came up from from rural North Carolina. And he got his. They had one truck on the farm, and he didn't learn how to drive it until just before he enlisted in World War II. And Damn. the only reason his dad taught him how to drive it is because it would make him a better candidate for getting into World War II. So that we, the day he turned eighteen, he could he could uh, ship off. That's some big dick energy, man. Respect. Isn't it? It, it was a different time. I mean, but at the time, he was he was also... I, have his, I actually have his shotgun. He was given a, uh, a one shell, and it was he was telling, hey, you know, come back with dinner, or don't come back till tomorrow. Mm. Okay. You know? And, I mean, that's some pressure. I mean, but that that's that's the times they were living in back then, you know? Yeah. Meanwhile, my chicken wasn't thawed, so I ordered food from, uh, from DoorDash. <laughs> <laughs> Your, your yeah. frozen chicken that definitely came from a farm where those chickens, like, probably never Processed. saw a human being yeah. until the day hey, they went to the factory. Dill technically came from a farm, though, so, I mean, not that different. <laughs> not oh quite God. that different. So Same, same. He, but he wasn't that bad of a guy. <laughs> but then these other guys, like Kenneth Copeland, Keth, uh, yeah. Creflo Dollar, Joel Olsen's dad, um, they saw this, and they were like, He's making hundreds of thousands of dollars. Because he was, you know? I mean, when you get... He had one time in 2008, he led a sermon, and it, it serviced 2.5 billion people worldwide. Billy Graham? Billy Graham did. Man. These other guys, they saw, hey, that's going to be fat stacks. That's going to be money. How do we milk money out of that? Right? right? How do we get on air and milk money out of that? So off they go. They all go off. They're, they're, like, they're like, we're... Uh, we're gonna uh, um, make we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna perverse the word of God into making making money, and they thus adopted the prosperity gospel uh, tactic, which is you know pay us money, grow your seed money, give us your seed, give us a thousand dollars. Creflo Dollar legitimately said, and I cannot make this up. Creflo Dollar legitimately said. Believe in God for two hundred dollars. If you aren't one of the ones to give, you don't believe. Good God, man! He then goes on to say later on in his sermon, and I believe it's Creflo Dollar, and I'm probably—I I think I think it is Creflo Dollar. He says, "If you have a thousand, give a thousand. And he's like, "If you have a thousand and you're saving up for your rent, and you know, it's like no rent's a thousand dollars these days. It's all fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars. So if you can't make rent, you might as well do something positive with that money." So why don't you give it and grow your church? Yeah, give it to the church. Give your thousand dollars to to the uh, to the church, even though you can't afford your rent. Absolutely terrible. Now Creflo Dollar is also the same guy. I think you've all seen. You guys remember the guy a few years back made national headlines because he wanted to buy a new jet. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he was asking his congregation for fourteen million to buy a new jet. Level four. Yeah, <laughs> level four <laughs> pissed, pissed meter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. No, abs- these guys and these guys are absolutely insane. And and you can't, I can't really, I can't really fault people for for giving to them, but I can. If you, if you look at just how much controversy there is, let's let's just go to to, to Wikipedia, scroll down down to, to Kenneth Copeland, and his controversy section is is a phenomenal read. Absolutely phenomenal read. In, in like in 2006, he was uh, he he uh, said he was going to do uh, Angel Flight 44, 
that was when they were going to ship uh, a bunch of materials and supplies and people to Haiti to help with the Haiti earthquakes. You guys remember that? Yeah, humanitarian aid stuff that you, he promised yeah, humanitarian he was going Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, the Air Force did a wonderful job on that. By the way, they they actually got the airport up and running. And we're calling in flights. They actually deployed some like spec ops guys down there, I and uh, they were the ones that air traffic control was all ran by the spec ops guys. Uh, special operations guys. That was, it was pretty cool. Pretty cool read. This guy's got a fucking airport named after yeah, him in Texas? No, he has his own airport. Oh, this is, that's his own airport. He has his own airport outside of his ministries. We're at five. Where, <laughs> he has his yeah. own airport. No, he has a fleet of aircraft, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's he, where uh, I, like, first heard about him was that interview he gave, where, or not gave, but he got accosted by the journalist at his, like, airport She's asking him why he has to have a new plane, why he has to fly private. Because he had made comments about being on a commercial flight is like being in a tube full of demons. <laughs> yeah. And That's he's like, no, he no, said. I didn't say that. And she's like, but you did. But you did. Riding right, no, I didn't say that. Dude. <laughs> Plank. What's Wait, the obsession with the private planes? I don't understand that. I, is it just you, a status you, thing? Like, What's wrong with first class? Like I understand you have you have you have a, you have a crap ton. I mean, this is coming from a guy who definitely rides coach, rides the hell out of coach. I save those monies. Yeah, what man. Little I have. first class, getting the uh, the exit row so you get a little bit more uh, room to stretch your legs out. I hundred percent always go for the exit row and oh, a yeah, window man. seat. I like looking out. I like my free TV. I love when the stewardess comes up to you, or steward or stewardess, either one. The, the flight attendant will go sure. with that. And they're just flight like, hey, in the event that this plane goes down. Are you willing and able to make sure that you can help people off this plane? And it's just like, <laughs> yo, if this plane goes down, I ain't got to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> you need me to open this door? Yeah, I'll be right through the door. Don't you worry about that. I'll be the first through. We're all going to die. It's fine. It's fine. That's what the oxygen is for, man. Fight club Actually, TM. I'm just going to hold the door closed because I don't feel like living anymore. But, yeah, so so this is a guy. So, anyway, um... He never did send any anything to it, by the way. He never did send anything to Haiti. No Angel oh. Flight 44 or whatever it was called. No, never no Angel happened. Flight. And his what defense was, this was not a specific promise with a timeline attached. This is in 2010 he said that. So we got four years. Yeah. Four years. You can't make something happen in four years. Just quit. And they said that the money was spent on airplane repairs and that the airplane was not in airworthy condition in the beginning and had structural issues. Quote, unquote. But he can he can jet set all across the country, just not down to Haiti? He can go to Jackson Hole and take the private plane to on a private hunting trip to northern Texas. These are these are things that you can you can Google about. So he, he can go from, from Texas to Wyoming, but not from Texas to Haiti. Which I'm right, sure is shorter. Okay. Yes. Whatever. Not not airworthy. Okay. Yes, yeah, you're actually not wrong, man. Texas to Haiti is shorter. I, I assume. Yeah. Is it Gulf really? State. Yeah. yeah, it has to be. Is it? Wow. Okay. Look at us learning geography. Wow. Wow. Uh, 2008. <laughs> uh, Mike Huckabee was running for presidential presidential uh, uh, campaign, mm-hmm. and he used a lot of the uh, the. Uh, not screen of the Trinity Foundation. He used a lot of the um, the Copeland's uh, areas, like their uh, use, like their church, and use like their gyms and things to yeah, host their facilities and stuff. Yeah, use their facility. That's the word I was looking for. Could not think of facilities. Got you, boo. And this this actually 
led into the tax exempt status of of his uh, of like how he paid for all this. Even though the uh, the Copelands responded, they were like, "Hey, he never, you know, he paid the church, or he didn't pay us specifically." But we don't have to. Is like we we're just going to say that we don't actually have to prove that because they're a church, and the IRS is cool with it. Because that's how churches work with the IRS. Yeah, they're tax um, exempt, right? Yeah, tax exempt, hundred percent. Which crazy. Yeah, which we're gonna get into tax exemption later, um, and how long that's actually been a thing. Uh, but in 2013, uh, the vaccination controversy—that that's my absolute favorite one because it just tells you how evil these people are. Uh, Copeland's wife, uh, Terry Copeland, uh, Terry Copeland Pearsons. Um, I'm sorry, it's his daughter. I apologize. It's his daughter. Offered uh, free vaccination. Wife? He's had three. Yeah, he's he's had a he's had a few. <laughs> but this this was after his uh the the measles outbreak that happened uh down in Texas and the whole world freaked out. They're like, oh my god, it's a new pandemic. And then you're like, like, just buckle up, wait till twenty twenty like boys. Cases, right? Twenty six, twenty seven cases, 20, somewhere like that. Twenty yeah, it was uh, like twenty confirmed cases. Yeah. Okay. Um but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna find the actual what exactly they said, but um, basically what they said was uh, uh what she said was uh hey, why would you why would you uh, get the vaccinations? They're just putting poison into your body. The same with cancer, with cancer they give you medication to make you sick. You feel worse after that. Whereas I was like, have you ever left church and felt worse than when you showed up to church? I have. But I don't know what you guys have. <laughs> yeah, I have. Born and raised Catholic, my, brother. <laughs> oh, I was Southern Baptist. My entire life was sin before, uh, <laughs> apparently, growing up all through my teens. I think I can count on one hand how many times I've been in a church. What, what was it like not growing up in the South? I'm just curious. <laughs> I'm from the South. Are you really? Yeah. No, that's right. Yeah, you are from, I'm sorry. You live in, yeah. I'm sorry. You, you, don't, you don't live in, in North Carolina anymore. Not anymore, yeah, but it's been almost my entire life there, yeah. I grew up right Which, outside of Boston in this small town. Uh, looks like Worcester, but are you ready for the actual pronunciation of it? Let's do Good it. Little Worcester. Yeah, Worcester, Worcester Mass. Um, I mean... That's right, it's you who's not from the South. Eh? Yeah, I mean, you couldn't throw a rock without hitting a Catholic where I'm from. Yeah. Which was surprising, because I remember when we moved down South, there was... A Catholic church, just one. We, and that, that we blew had, my mind. Mm. We had a Catholic church next to our church, and it, uh, they would actually ask us to like help out with, with like things and like their youth programs and stuff, and we would. But they, they were literally not big enough to, uh, <laughs> to sustain programs. themselves. Yeah. <laughs> youth <laughs> programs. It's <laughs> a different games. podcast, boys. Let's <laughs> 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 <It's, laughs> talk about let's that get later. Into it. <laughs> about that later. Definitely want to. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. But how are you going to tell somebody that the cancer treatments they're getting is poison? I, I get that you feel terrible. I get that, yeah, that I the things they have to do for cancer is absolutely horrendous. And if you've never seen somebody on chemo, it, it's it's horrific. It really is. It's tough. It's tough, especially to watch a family member. But how are you going to, with confidence, tell someone, hey, don't spend your money on chemo. Give me, Give me your money. Yeah, no, it's it's horrible, and I just really hate it because 
this and I kept running into that. There were several documentaries. There were several videos on uh, on YouTube. That, I'm sorry, no, I think of YouTube. I, I'm sorry, but uh, on YouTube that were like people were, like people were were actually trying to like bring that up. They were like, hey, um, like my mom died because she gave all the money to the church. My dad died because he gave all the money to the church. I was like, I gave all my money to the church thinking my daughter would be healed, and in fact, she died. And the the uh, lady I, I mentioned earlier, the the journalist from Vox Journalism, Kate uh, Kate Bowler, yeah. the reason that she's now so outspoken against it is because she did give money to the church. She has her PhD in in, uh, in theology, or a master's maybe, um, but she's well educated in theology and. She realized that when she got cancer, all she was she was uh, praying for was to get well so that she could like you know stay with her her husband and stay with her uh, her daughter, and she realized that she was giving so much money to the church, and nothing to to get well again, and the church was encouraging it, hundred percent. Seven eight nine. Seven yeah, eight nine. Quickly, yeah. Quickly. Yeah. These yep. these churches are, are physically yeah, killing people. You know, and and it's and I, I don't understand if you can see all these controversies behind this. I mean, John Oliver even got into it like 2015 with his uh, uh, his church of what do you, what do you call it? Not tax evasion. Uh, I was like the morally exempt or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, John and, Oliver has a church. If you didn't know. Yeah, John Oliver has a church. Really? And yeah. You you yeah. can you can pay into it, and it's uh, it's it's, it's quite play. phenomenal. Pay to play? <laughs> it's, it is it's, okay. it's pay to play. With it being a, a church under John Oliver, is it is it like a satire, just like a yeah satire? I guess that's the best word for it, or word for it, or is this a legit thing? Oh, it's it's a hundred percent satirical. I think yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. No, John Oliver oh, is is it's, is it's fu- Our Lady of Perpetual Exemption. There we go. Oh, that's fucking amazing. Yeah, it is. Great? Yo, man, he pour one out see- for John Oliver. I know he's still with us, but still. Hopefully, hopefully somehow <laughs> it'll all make its way to him and just get that oh, guy out Also, of the, the church was only active for a month before he mm. shut it down. Mm. <laughs> what a bumski. Before totally he shut it give down. Like, he shut it down because of the show. Like, ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, so, I would have uh, I would have adored that. Well, in, in, in Phenomenal piece, by the way. He did like a quick little 15-minute uh, piece on like tax exemption and uh Oh, yeah, and that using, was the whole point. He was showing how easy it is to get tax-exempt status. Yeah, by setting up his own church. So, Fuck. that's wild, man. Taxes, well, is- this this yeah. Kenneth Copeland guy, he's worth three hundred million dollars himself. That's not including his wife. That's not including his ministry, which is worth another six hundred million dollars. Didn't he, he co-founded the ministry with his wife? Right? She's a she's a pastor also. She is a pastor. So is his kids. Yeah. Um, Family business, bro. Oh yeah, it's a family business. A hundred percent. Joe Olstein inherited his church from his dad. His six hundred thousand square foot superdome. Yes, his his superdome yeah. that uh, sports teams are jealous of. Yeah, about to say how how big did you say? Six hundred thousand square foot facility. I think it holds fifty six thousand people. That was the one from the what hurricane three years ago in Houston, where yeah, he didn't where let he people didn't, in. Yeah, because they it was technically flooded. And the locals show pictures of it, just like puddles on the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, your so eyes say it all there, bud. Yeah, the world's largest uh, 
Sports Superdome in, or not the world's largest. Actually, no, this does say the world's largest entirely steel constructed arena that's unobstructed by anything is 440,000. That's the Mercedes Benz Superdome. There you go. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Joel Osteen, man. So, crazy. A lot, of people, a lot of people are thinking, hey, we should tax churches. I think we should tax churches. I do. I 100% agree. Well, I'm with uh, you. Yeah, I think we ought to tax churches just like businesses. A lot of people argue, obviously, I'm going to give the, the arguments against and the arguments for later. The arguments against are it, it slows the spread. Um, we don't have eases access to religion if you were to tax it. And it violates the constitution of separation of church and state, which is already as blurry as it gets these days. Let's be 100% honest. Mm. There's, uh, if, if you didn't think that, then why is, then why is, you know, abortion illegal? You know, why is, because I feel like that's a, that is a um, religiously motivated decision. I have a fun fact for you. Go for it. Did you know that if you Did are you? a practicing Satanist, or at least claim you're a Satanist, you can get an abortion legally? Because of the separation of church and state. And yes. for anyone out there that's just like, oh, motherfucking God, he just brought up Satanism. No, man, it ain't, it ain't like that. There's a difference between devil worship and Satanism. We'll mm-hmm. definitely, definitely come back to that. But, yeah, so fun oh, fact sure. out there. If you're lost and you need some help, Satanism. No, yeah, no, I'm 100% with you. The, the, the Satanist church started in, I think it was Oklahoma, mm-hmm. because they were trying to uh, put the Ten Commandments up on the Capitol building. Uh, on Oklahoma and the Satanist church said no that goes against our religion and why is your religion better than ours and you can't answer that question you know and so this definitely is an argument to bring like uh, Thanksgiving or anything like that with your family but I mean Satanism (laughs) at its core is about the individual about individuality about the legitimate freedom of will right you should you should look at the tenets sometime. Give it give it a Google. It's it's a lot of fun oh, and brother, they actually have, have some really good stuff. Oh, have you? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, dude, I'm telling you. But so the 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 idea of churches being taxed in it's nowhere even close to being new. It's uh, it actually started with the Roman Emperor Constantine between two seventy two and three thirty seven A D. Seventeen hundred years ago. Um. As soon, obviously, as soon as we got here, uh, all the the most of the uh, original thirteen colonies immediately said, "Hey, churches are going to be tax exempt, but you won't play any part in government." Um, and I think that that was, you know, it, because most of our churches, most of the, I mean, let's be one hundred percent honest, most of the thirteen colonies were founded by people who were looking for religious freedom because they obviously weren't getting it where where they were. And then after that, we got we got stuff from. Uh, uh, all sorts of uh, uh, different areas. But um, the University of Tampa did a study, and they said if we did tax churches like we would regularly tax uh, businesses, we would get $83.5 billion in additional revenue. Come again? $83.5 billion of additional revenue. With a, with a B, with a, right? With a B. With a B. Billion. Is that, is that annual? Like yes, annually? this is annually. This is annually. Holy shit! I, I don't like using those big words because you're like, what is eighty three billion to a government? So I did some googling, 
83 billion would be 12 nuclear reactors. And you're like, well, how much power does 12 nuclear reactors give out? Because that's what I thought. And I thought it gives 37 million solar panels worth of uh, power, uh, 5,172 wind wind turbines worth of power, or if you're into horses, uh, 15.6 million horses. Or oh worth of horse, it's fifteen point six horsepower, million horsepower. Or if you're into cars, for all the car people out there, it's worth twenty four thousand Corvette Z zero six engines. Like right? the engine or the whole car? Z six. Um, it. I know it was untuned. So Z zero six. Is that how you say it? I'm not a car guy. Z six. Z six. Z six. I mean, I. I'm a, I'm Don't a you start guy, hating on the Bowtie Mafia, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So a lot of we'll people are like, this right. after, after. Mm-hmm. that's fine. Keep going. Yeah. You guys want to talk, talk car? <laughs> no, we're, good. Right? we're good. Let's, let's I think I just brought from three to nine right there. <laughs> yeah. All right. So a lot of other people are like, I don't still don't understand because I don't care about cars, solar panels, and or horses. It would fund the global humanitarian aid for more than three years. Mm. So. This is, this is, I think, for me, uh, and this includes UN peacekeeping for nearly a decade. So all the troops that we deploy to, mm. like, South Sudan and that kind of stuff the UN does to prevent civil wars, it would fund them, them for nearly a decade. So all these good works that these churches are doing, all these supposed, you know, you know uh, charities and things they've got going on, which a lot of them do have very nice charities. Uh, I don't want to detract from that. If we just taxed them, like normal businesses, we would have no need for all those charities because it would fund the global humanitarian aid for more than three years. And that's annual. I just want to point that out. That's an annual. That's one year. So if we fund it, so if we tax them every three years, we'd be okay. God, you know, and further. That's wild, dude. It would compensate 1.8 million uh, Americans that were out of a job for their unemployment. It would fund incomes of every household in Los Angeles plus some mm. we would have some we have some spare chains left over for a park or I don't know maybe an air filter because it's LA <laughs> now does that is when you when you pulled that up were you looking at just like the average like income or, or is that also including quote unquote Hollywood which is technically LA I, I got this off a of site I'll be honest um, okay and I'll, I'll post that up later where I got this from um, it would pay for eight Point seven five million in-state students one year of tuition for a four-year public undergrad university. Wow. <laughs> All right, so we're talking about free education, and everyone wants free education. You want free education? Tax churches. It would... I, 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 I just... It's, it's pretty unreal for me. It would pay the salary of every high school teacher in the U.S. for two years. Good God, man. Okay. I officially just hit level 10. <laughs> Dude, the uh, hell I, these I, people? I have been I trying the eyes there. for like the last fucking 10 minutes to not get mad about this. <laughs> but fuck me running, dude. This is absolute horseshit. Yeah. Absolute horseshit. And, and no, 100%. Man, like, I, don't get the wrong idea. You know, like, again, I don't give a fuck what you believe or how you practice. That's mm-hmm. on you. We're all individuals. But this is fucking ridiculous like absolutely yep. ridiculous oh the hypocrisy man 
Fuck, it's crazy. Man. It's crazy. You, you, yeah, no, 100%. And and uh, if, if you don't, and, and the part that really gets me is how lavish and how, how they flaunt, how Telvin just flaunt their their uh their lifestyles if if you don't yeah. if you, if you want to see something go to instagram and and get on profits and watches and sneakers preachers or preachers sneakers and sneakers. preachers yes it, okay. it, these are people wearing like like collectible jordans from the 90s you know five thousand dollar jordans to give a quick to God, quick man, if i see a fucking preacher and some bread 11s i'm gonna <laughs> lose my shit <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. are you wearing yeezy is he wearing Yeezy? <laughs> um, mm. Jim Baker recently stated that Christians will die if Trump loses the uh, the 2020 election. You see that? Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> the, oh. Man, I love this. Separation of church and fucking state, man. Right. I, all right. Go ahead. Nope. 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 You sure? Okay. Yeah, sure. let's just... Mm. Let's move All on. Right. Positive. How about move this? Because whoo, Peter Popoff, 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 sends Popoff, Popoff, fuck him. Sends letters to people with bullshit items, even though they're they're more ridiculous guidelines for using them, and asks for anything from like twenty to two hundred and fifty dollars with each letter. And he and he doesn't say, "Hey, give me your money." He says, "Give God a donation for the person's acceptance into heaven." So wait, you want me to pay for somebody else now? So I'm not paying so, for my own acceptance. I'm paying for like just most. Well, yeah. What if you're pa- what, you know? What if someone poor dies in in India or or someone poor dies? You know, what if someone poor dies here in America? Because so they've never had any money. We're actually lucky with Pop Off, and oh, that's it? what I'm gonna choose to call him. Uh, yeah. This human piece of shit. He. Uh, <laughs> there's a great article I read on Vice about him where. I mean, let's just go with the article. The name of the article is God Keeps Sending Me Letters Asking for Money. Hell yeah. That's the name of the article. And this guy, uh, too long, didn't read version. We're talking 65-plus letters in less than a year where that he was getting from this pop-off guy just asking for money. And, like, it's this seriously <coughs> bullshit, generically made uh, letter. And then pop off i guess to make it personal goes through and like underlines different parts and adds his own little pieces and all he does is just add more fuel to the bullshit fire um i mean we've actually got some of these letters pulled up like luckily people have had enough of his bullshit and they've put it all online so actually you know we should probably actually throw some of those up online but um you know what actually i i'm getting mad Okay. I am, okay. and uh, we're running out of time <laughs> for this episode, so well, I think this would be a really good place to go ahead and just wrap it up before we go get to the really controversial just shit. Just put a, a oh, pin man. in it right yeah. there. Yeah, we're, we're going to put a pin in it. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to go Some grab stuff a breather. They say. And uh, we're, we're going we're gonna to come back, and we're going to finish this up. So this is going to be our first two-parter. But uh, before yeah. we like to go, or before we go, actually, man, I'm, I'm mad. I can't even think of words right now. But before we go... I just want to throw a plug out there for our Instagram, Bomb Techs and Beer Bellies. Uh, we mentioned mm. in our previous episode, if you guys have any ideas for topics or anything that you would like to hear more about, hit us up there. That would be the best way to reach us, and uh, we'll start compiling a list of these different topics. Um, you can also see some pictures of who we are, and you can kind of put a face to the voices that you have. And, yeah, and just like last time, guys, girls, everybody... 
just keep your head up. We're going to get through this 2020. Yep. It's nothing. It's just a drop in the bucket of reality. And uh, don't feel like you can't reach out to someone and just <laughs> get that positive pat on the back. You know, you've got this. We're, we're all champions. We really are. So uh, with that, guys, I'm going to go ahead and hand it over to you. If you guys got anything else you want to say to the beautiful people out there. You just keep your chins up and your mask on, man. Like, let's get through this and get done with COVID. Yeah, you couldn't know. have said it better, man. Keep chugging. Chins up, mask on, boys. Be all right. All right. Well, that was fun, guys. I'll catch you again. All right, boys. Later.